Welcome to the Empower You Financial Podcast. I am your host, Eva Palacio, CEO and founder of Empower You Financial, where we teach you how to live life on your own terms through financial literacy and credit education. What's up, guys? First and foremost, I just want to say thank you. I had made a video. I threw it on my Instagram. It shared onto my Facebook. And it was a moment of transparency. And the amount of love, text messages, voicemails, voice recordings, like all of the feels, I have to say, man, I absolutely love my tribe. So I wanted to share where that, what inspired that video, right? Because, and let me take it back. The reason I wanted to put that video out there was to be able to show my level of transparency. As you all know, like I'm very open and transparent. But most importantly, I get this a lot. I get the, but Eva, like you are so, you know, you have all of your stuff together and, 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 you know, your finances are just amazing and credit's amazing. And, and, you know, you have all these assets, like, First and foremost, guys, like, I don't even know where you come up with this stuff, but I get a lot of feedback that y'all have me on this crazy high pedestal. And I'm just like, yo, I'm just a regular human being operating in her purpose, sharing the knowledge and information that I've got in my brain. Um, So I decided to share that video because I'm a human being. And when there are, when we're suffering and there's losses and there's just chaos, I think it's just important to be able to share that with the world and and most importantly, share it from a space of number one, knowing that it's okay to share, right? It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to have these losses. And most importantly, it's okay to pray about it and, 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 and ask God for guidance and, um, and that's, that, that was really my intention of that video is really just to spread that type of vibe, because I know there's so many people that are out there that suffer in silence. You know, they, they are trying to, you know, keep up with the Joneses. They're trying to protect their image online. They're trying to do all of this stuff. When at the end of the day, views and likes and comments, Now, throw it all out the window, guys. Just be you. Be you. Operate in your authentic self. Whoever you are meant for, that is your tribe. That is your audience. You don't have to be out there trying to be a superstar to attract billions of followers. I don't even want that lifestyle. I want the people who really know me who I am, what I'm about, you know, what I'm doing, what I'm building. I want those types of people. So let me let me back it up and let me let me share what inspired that video. Um, for those who may not know, I am also a real estate investor, and I've been a real estate investor since 2019. And um, I have to say, in terms of the numbers we've done very well. We definitely have had some projects that have made money. Um, They may not have all made money quickly, but they've made money. However, 
I've been dealing with one that is in Florida that I had acquired, working with a company that I'm not so happy with. And once all of this is said and done, like we can really dig deep and talk about it. But long story short, I had received a phone call from the city. You know, there's a stop order and there's, you know, a violation. And if I don't get these things corrected, they're going to start charging daily fees. And this property has been a headache from the beginning, starting with a bad contractor who, in essence, just stole a bunch of money, didn't do the work with permits. It was just ugly, ugly nightmare. So long story short, I'm like, you know what? I want to get rid of this headache. Let me just sell it. Let me put it on the market. Let me just sell it and get whatever I can with it because my stress levels and peace of mind is worth more than dollar amount. So on Friday, last Friday, is when I said, enough is enough. Like, we had accepted, we, we had accepted our second offer, and they, they basically, it fell through. And I basically leaned on God. I said, you know what, God? I'm going to be honest. I said, I don't know if I want to be an entrepreneur no more. Like, I don't want to be a millionaire. I don't want to have this lifestyle. Like, can we just go back to regular, regular status? And, um... And I cried and I cried my face out and I cried my face out for like two hours and I unplugged my phone and I just sat in silence and I sat still and I prayed. And what I heard God say, I am like, I don't know if I like that. I don't know if I like that, but you know what? You can't, you can't go against God's plan. Um, I sat in silence and then randomly a Facebook friend reached out, which I, hadn't had any interaction with him since January 2022. And randomly, he just said, God's not done with you. Like, God's not done with you. And I see you becoming a millionaire. And I just thought to myself, how crazy is the fact that a couple hours prior, I had prayed to God telling him, I didn't want to be a millionaire anymore. I didn't, I didn't want to do this anymore because life got tough. And for me, when I am not in control, I freak out. So I like threw my hands up and I said, I'm done. So sometimes when we are done or we think we're done, number one, take it to God. But number two, we also need to be mindful of the people, the angels that he sends to us. And listen to those words. So I knew right then and there God was talking and I'm like, okay, let's move forward. We will figure this out. So long story short, that's what drew up that video. Friday night, I got confirmation. Saturday, I got even more confirmation. Monday, I got, I'm like, okay, we are doing X, Y, and Z. And we are going to rehab this property and we're going to, do what we're supposed to be doing in according to what God told me to do. So stay tuned on that part. But I just wanted to share that with you because you guys are amazing. Just for the fact that you took the time out to reach out to me to make sure that I'm okay, to pour life back into me, to, you know, give me my, my flowers, to applaud me. You know, some of you came through and actually hugged me. The power behind community. The power behind Operating in your gift to serve, to help God's children and watch 
how God works and moves through your life. So wanted to share that, but let's get started with a podcast episode. So today we are going to be talking about scams, fraudulent activity, and identity theft. And uh, this is another scary topic. And I actually chose this topic in particular because the last three people I spoke to has, have experienced fraudulent activity and scams and all of this stuff in, in different ways. So first and foremost, I want to talk about what are the top two ways scams and, and, and stealing of money and getting into your bank accounts and fraudulent activity happens. The two most popular ways that are happening right now And most importantly, guys, how to protect and prevent this from happening to you. So let's get to it. First and foremost, number one, the number one most common way that somebody can scam you or do fraudulent activity on your accounts, we call this as phishing, which is P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G, phishing. Now, this comes through in a text message. It can come through in an email. Heck, it can even come through with a phone call. But let's start with number one, the text message. Guys, first and foremost, do not click any links where somebody is sending you a text message that you don't know where it comes from. Better yet... It may even come from a credible source. So let's talk about that, right? And and depending upon, you know, how you handle your mobile devices, but long story short, guys, these scam artists are so high tech. Like you don't even sometimes know what's real and what's fake anymore. And let's not even add the whole AI component, which we're going to get to in a second, but let's start with a text message that may appear as your financial institution. This is number one way that you could be frauded. A text message appears as your financial institution. And not only does it appear as a text message, but it may even look like Chase or JP Morgan Chase fraud alert. Do you authorize $120 being debited from your account? Press Y for yes, N for no. Guys, I know we probably have received these at some point in our life, but you have to be mindful that these text messages, while yes, they can be legitimate coming from your bank, they can also be duped. What this means is there are services that are out there that will, in essence, allow the scam artist to mask their phone number and appear as your financial institution's phone number. Guys, I'm telling you, like these scam artists, they're high tech. So you get a text message saying, do you authorize this charge? You're already freaking out because you know you didn't make the charge. So you're freaking out. So you press N. 
And then what, what happens next? Okay, great. We will report this to the fraud department, but we have more questions. Click this link. Guys, do not click any links. Do not click any links that may appear from financial institutions because I promise you nine, I promise you 100% they are links that when you click, you are now into the scam artist's system that can then take data off of your device. Now, this is the latest scam. This is a real situation that one of my mentees just went through and I'm helping him battle this out with this financial institution. Now, guys, remember, when we operate in fear, when we operate from a space of emotion, we do not make the best financial decisions. So here's what happened. Gets that text message that alerts him that there's fraudulent activity going on. He presses the no. Then he gets a phone call. The phone call says it's from Chase Bank. He answers the phone. High tech people. This is such and such from Chase's fraud department. We are calling to verify that this transaction was declined. Are you aware? And they legit sound just like the Chase fraud department. Super professional. Now, mind you, my client is about to get on the plane, so he's already distracted, but at the same time, he wants to make sure his money in his bank account is protected. So he's answering those questions while being distracted, you know, in a panic. And, and you know, and it happens. It happens. Like, we see things like this on the news all the time where somebody got scammed because they zailed, you know, some money across. And I always think, like, how in the world does that happen? But it's because we don't know the, the whole situation. We don't know what's happening at that moment in time for that person, that victim, to go through what they went through. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden money is lost. So he's at the airport. He's going through security on the phone. They're asking him to verify his identity. What's your social? What's your date of birth? What is your Chase login? Guys, that is the second red flag. Second red flag, never give any of your personal information out to anyone who calls you. Think about it, guys. All of your financial institutions, they have your social. They have your date of birth. They have your security word or password that will then give them access to the account. They have all of that data. So they should not be asking you for that information. So that's red flag number two. If a financial institution calls you asking you to verify certain information, do not give it to them. As a matter of fact, hang up and then dial your financial institution and say, hey, I just got this phone call. It seems suspicious. I need to make sure my accounts are protected. Here's what I've been experiencing or here's what the person said. So now you have initiated, you are controlling 
You made the call to the financial institution. You already know their number because their number should already be in your contacts. So when you call them, they answer the phone, you know, they're going to ask you, what is your security password? You give it because you've initiated the call versus them calling you. That's not real. Financial institutions are never going to call you to verify your identity because they always already have it. Now they may call you to say, hey, there's fraudulent activity on your account. Do you authorize this charge? If it's a charge that you don't recognize, you say no. And then if they start asking you some personal information, you hang up the phone. I know guys, this is scary. This is scary. So long story short, this is how high tech the scam artist was. He was able to, while my mentee was on the phone, he was texting the mentee saying, okay, I'm going to send you this security screen. Make sure you put in your username here so that we can get into your account. Then we're going to make sure your account's okay. You put in that username and password, guess what? Now, the scam artist has access to your online account. Scam artist was doing all kinds of stuff to keep my mentee on the phone while scam artist was logging into the banking account and transferring money to wire the money out to wherever that money is going to land. Like, think about how sophisticated that was. Now, guys, for you that that are out there that you're probably thinking, oh, my gosh, I can't believe he gave out this information. Guys, it happens. This is why we're talking about it. It's to raise the awareness. Keep in mind, he was busy, running late, going through security, doing all kinds of stuff in a panic because somebody's telling him his account's compromised. So he's doing whatever it takes because he's thinking he's speaking to his financial institution. Long story short, they ended up wiring money. He caught it in time and now is battling with the bank to make sure that the funds get placed back into the account. Now guys, this is why I am a big advocate at always using credit cards and not debit cards. Every time you swipe your debit card, you are putting your hard-earned working money, the money that sits in your bank account, that most likely is going to pay for the rent or mortgage, your car payment, everything else can be paid with the credit card. But no matter what, it is linked to your bank account. Every time you swipe that debit card, that number could potentially be copied at all of the different machines that you're swiping through. That machine can then sell your account number to the black market, and now this is how accounts get compromised. You will not find my debit card in my wallet for this reason. If I were to show you my checking account, you will never see a debit card transaction because... When your debit card is compromised or your checking account savings, your checking account and your savings accounts are compromised. This is your hard earned working money and trying to get that money back from the bank. 
Nine times out of 10, super difficult. It takes time, takes a whole lot of energy, not to mention stress, especially if you got bills that are supposed to be coming out. Now you don't have the money for them. That's a whole nother can of worms. When you use a credit card, that is not your money. That is the bank's money. When that card becomes compromised, guess what? We just call the credit card company and say, hey, credit card company, there's fraudulent activity. I don't know what's going on, but I am doing my due diligence and I am letting you know. They have a security team to be able to figure out how your card became compromised. But most importantly, because you've notified them, they're going to shut down the card, send you a new card, but at least that is peace of mind that it's not money you have to replace. They do the job to replace it. So, yes, it happens, guys, and it has been happening more often than anything. And to be able to recoup losses from a bank account is way more difficult than to recoup losses from a credit card. So make sure, guys, make sure you are protecting your accounts. So let's talk about what is or what are some of the best ways to prevent this from happening to you. Number one, do not click any links in any text messages or emails because those could legitimately appear as if they were coming from your financial institution. Number two, if you ever get any phone calls claiming that it's your financial institution asking for information, hang up, call your real financial institution and verify whether or not that actually is happening. In terms of a preventative measure, tip number three, make sure you set up notifications on all of your accounts. Yes, even credit cards that you haven't used that are sitting in the drawer, even on bank accounts that you don't look at, retirement accounts, heck, I'm going to get to this in a minute. Any rewards type benefits, you need to make sure all of your notifications are on. So anything that is financial, set your notifications to receive text messages. And if you've got, you know, your Apple device, those notifications, but most importantly, also emails. And these notifications should be specifically if there are any transactions that are more than $1. See, many of your financial institutions, when you go inside the little profile and the little security measures online, you can set up notifications to be notified whenever there's any transaction of at least a dollar. Now, I love this feature because I got 26 credit cards. I only have three in my wallet. The rest are in the safe deposit box. If there's ever any transactions on any of those accounts, I'm going to get a text message. And the moment I do, I'm calling the bank and letting them know whether or not it's fraudulent activity. The faster you get notified, the faster you can notify the financial institution and letting them know whether or not it was really you. Now, this is also a good feature, especially if you've got credit cards to where maybe they charge you an annual fee. 
See, when you get notified about the annual fee, now you're reminded to pay it. But what if you don't have notifications on? And then you get hit with an annual fee. And then you don't pay it. And 30 days go by. And now they add on a late fee because you missed the annual fee. And now that gets reported to the credit bureaus. Guys, set up your notifications. Number one, to prevent identity theft and fraudulent activity. But number two, to make sure that you're not getting charged fees that you're not aware of. And then you're not missing the payments to then impact the credit reports. So notifications, definitely a preventative measure. In terms of an extra security measure, set up a two-step authentication. It could be a text message notification. It could also mean adding a security word or a security pin so that anytime you call into your financial institutions, they're not going to release any information to you unless you give them the security word or the security pin. Now let's talk about this feature, guys, because we do not want to set up a security word that can be figured out. Many of your financial institutions will have you, they'll give you a drop-down menu of of certain security questions to answer. Mother's maiden name, guys, that can be Googled. What is your high school mascot? What is your pet's name? What is your spouse's middle name? Where were you born? Like all of that can be Googled. So let's not do anything basic. As a matter of fact, this is what I do. If the security question is, what's your mother's maiden name? I don't put my mother's maiden name. I choose a word. That word could be orange. It could be flowers. It could be microphone. It doesn't have to match. Like, just because it says mother's maiden name, who's going to say that it's not microphone, right? What's most important is, is that, and that, that might sound funny, but guys, we need to protect our accounts and we need to think outside the box. So let's use words that nobody else would know, only we know. Four-digit pin, No, we're not using our date of birth, our month and our day. No, we're not using the last four of our social or the spouses or the kids. Guys, choose a number that you know and make sure both of these are in a safe space. And then lastly, guys, you're going to hate me for this one. But lastly, you're going to want to change. Once you've programmed these into all of your accounts, You want to get into the habit of changing them once every six months. So yes, your girl got work. 26 credit cards, eight different bank accounts. Like we got work, but I will say this. Pray to God, knock on wood. I've never had any type of fraudulent activity happen on my accounts. I've never been a victim of identity theft. And if I am, I know what to do. But most importantly, I take these security measures Because number one, I don't got the time to be on the phone trying to fix all of it because I wasn't taking the preventative measures in the first place. And number two, I don't care if it ain't my money. I don't want to have to deal with that nonsense and having the banks replenish whatever was stolen. So yes, guys, make sure you set up notifications. Make sure you set up a two-step authentication. Create unique 
security words, and four-digit pins. And most importantly, make sure they are across anything that is of value to you. So let me go ahead and add this because this one took me for a loophole. This I was not expected of. And and let me now retract my words because no, I haven't been a victim of identity theft, but yes, there was fraud. It's a little bit different. So let's break that down. So a couple weeks ago, I was on my mastermind call that starts at 3 a.m., goes for about an hour. And, um, and I'm on my phone, I'm on Zoom, so I'm on my phone and, you know, we're all Zooming and doing our stuff. And then I get a notification and I get a notification from my Marriott Bonvoy rewards account. It's not my credit card. It's not a bank account, but it's my rewards account. You know me, like I'm a big advocate of if we're going to swipe a credit card, we're going to earn rewards. And what are we earning rewards for? To travel for free and to make money. So this was my Marriott Bonvoy rewards account. I have the American Express business Marriott Bonvoy. Every time I swipe, I earn points. The points accumulate. And now I can redeem those points for free hotel stays. So I see this notification pop up on my phone that says, it's time for you to check out. And I'm like, holy smokes, did I book something and I forgot to cancel it? And now I got to check out? Like, hold on. So now I'm logging in and I pull up my history. Sophisticated guys, sophisticated these thieves. I am like, if y'all put this much time and energy to steal people's stuff, like why wouldn't we put that much energy to create a legitimate business and make some money. Anyways, this is their business. So I pull up the history. Mind you, I just got the American Express Marriott Bonvoy December. So it's six, seven months old. I look at the history. Well, first of all, I look at my points. And I know I should be having 280,000 points. I look at my points. I have 76,000 thousand points. I am freaking out. I'm like, hold the phone because on purpose, I was triggering bonuses. I was referring that card out. And on purpose, we were accumulating the points so that I can be able to take the boys to Dubai hotel paid for. So when I saw 76,000 points, I said, what in the world is going on? I looked at the history and sure enough, I see bookings, hotel stays that have been booked since May. Not to mention the first hotel booking was May 6th, which was the day that my mother passed away. And I thought, "Woo, Lord Jesus is going to take care of these fools. And the booking took place in Houston at the Galleria, the Marriott, Galleria, whatever, the Westin The Westfield, I don't even know. Anyways, and I saw 30,000 points deducted, 40,000 points deducted, 60,000 points. Not only that, guys, the audacity. Not only were these people taking my points, they had the nerve to get upgraded 
to better rooms. I am like, really? Are you kidding me right now? So not only you have the audacity to steal my points, but now you got the nerve to upgrade to better room services. Oh, I was heated. So I'm looking, looking, looking. I see exactly where all of my points got stolen. Since May, this was this. I, ha I happened to be on a call. I don't know, somewhere mid-June. And I'm like, where are my notifications? How come I'm not getting emails? How come I'm not getting notifications? Like, if I wasn't on the phone during that time where the notification came out and said, you're ready to check out, and then it disappeared, who knows how long this could have happened? Like, what in the world? So I'm like, oh, wait a minute. You ready to check out? Hold the phone. Let me check this reservation. It told me that the person was in room such and such. And I thought, oh, okay. So first step, I called Marriott Bonvoy, the, the points, the hotel portion of it, not the credit card, because money wasn't stolen. It was points. Called the credit card company, and I'm like, hey, bunch of fraudulent activity happening. I don't know what's going on. But there is somebody who has the reservation under my name in room 936 at this hotel. I need y'all to go knock on the door and get my points back like that. I said that. And the guy's like, oh, you know, I'm sorry, Mrs. Palacios. Like, I'm going to go ahead and, note, you know, took down all the notes, wrote all the notes down. You know, we're going to get back to you within 48, 72 hours. Like, you know, we, you know, don't worry, don't worry. And I'm like, okay, like, I need my confirmation number. What's my case number? Like, I'm taking notes. And then I hung up the phone, and I thought to myself, okay, but wait a minute. How come I didn't get notified? So I go to my profile. They changed my email address. They changed my phone number. I am like, this had to have been an inside job. There is no way Anybody would have been able to call to make these changes happen without notifying me first. But they changed my email. They changed my phone number. So every time a reservation was booked, I never got notified. Every time my points got discounted, I never got notified. So I'm like, light bulb moment. Let me call the hotel. I called the hotel. Well, first off, let me back it up. Since I was in the app, the cool part about the app is you can chat with room service or the front desk. So I'm like, let me chat with the front desk and let me see if I can finagle my way to some information. So I chat with the front desk and I'm like, hey, I'm staying in room 936 and I was wondering, what is my confirmation number to this reservation? I know I'm due to check out today. Like I'm trying to play the part and they're like, oh, we can't give this information out on the app, but if you call the phone number, we can speak with you. And I'm like, as a matter of fact, and I told her the story, she's like, I need you to contact the supervisor right away. So I call the supervisor right away, and I'm like, hey, this is Eva Palacios. You got a reservation of my name. How did that happen? So what? So we can now check into hotel rooms under somebody else's name? So check this. I'm like, 
what in the world is happening around? Like, I feel I'm in the twilight zone. So I asked the supervisor, like, well, first I'm like, you, there, this person has been staying here multiple times since May. I don't know if it's the same person, but the reservations are at your facility. He's like, okay, don't worry about it. We're going to go ahead and notify, you know, the, the, the Marriott service. And we're going to like replenish your account. And I'm like, I'm just kind of curious, like, how does this happen? Like, how does somebody check into a hotel room that is under my name, but you allow them to check in? And they were like, all we need is an ID and a credit card to pay for incidentals. And I'm like, so are you going to go knock on room num- number 936 and like have them arrested? Like, what's the next step? And they're like, you know what? Well, we're going to take matters in our own hands, but you don't have nothing to worry about because we're going to make sure all of your points are put back. So I'm like, okay. And I know, like for those of you who are out there, like like me, like I felt violated. I felt violated. And I was like, honestly, let me tell you, I'm going to tell you this next step. But I felt violated and I was like, let me be Magnum PI right now. And let me like be detective and, and figure this out. But then I thought to myself, you know what? I did my job. My job is to report the fraudulent activity and to follow up and make sure I get all my points back. That's my job. That's your job. That's all you got to do. But the personality to me, I'm like, nope. So guess what? I know Houston PD. So I call my friend and I'm like, hey, this is what's going on. Like, I know you got a badge. Can you go knock on the door? He's like, no, Eva, I can't knock on the door. He's like, but I will tell you this. This is a growing crime right now. Why? Check this out, guys. Points. Points are points. They are not in the legal system, which like I dug deeper, but in the legal system, points are not dollar amounts. There's no cash value to it. So people are now stealing people's points because nobody can press charges because it's not a dollar amount that goes into the system to then convict people. And I thought to myself, man, (laughs) these scam artists are so smart, right? Because if you steal money, depending upon how much money you steal, that could be a big offense. But when you steal points and then you redeem them for things like hotel stays, there's no dollar amount value. So my Houston PD guy, shout out to Blue, He was like, yeah, Eva, like this is like the fourth case this year where I've run into a situation and the DA doesn't know what to do with it. And I'm like, well, I don't even care because I want my points back. He wasn't trying to knock down the door, but I'm like, fine. But guess what? I kid you not, 10 minutes later, another Houston PD called me at the hotel, has the gentleman in custody. George said that I gave him my points. So I had to let the PD know what I do, what I teach, how I accumulate points, and how there was no way I would have given over 200,000 points away to no George whatever. And he's like, okay, well, I'm here to take your statement. I'm going to go back to him, and I'm going to get his statement, and I'm going to call you back when we're all done. Long story short, guys, this is a growing 
case. I don't even know if I can call it a crime because they can't even call it a crime because there's no dollar amount tied to it. And I just thought to myself, this is crazy. This is crazy. And long story short, they replenished all of my points. They actually, I think they gave me like an extra 15,000 points. So the points are replenished. But guys, anything that is of value, add extra security measures. So I went back, I made sure my email, my phone number, I set up a two-step authentication. I set up a four-digit pin. And then when all this was done and I called back, guess what? They asked me what my four-digit pin was and I gave it to them. They wouldn't tell me anything until I gave them that pin. So guys, when you think it can't happen to you, it probably can. So what's most important is making sure you are taking the proper steps, the proper precautions, preventative measures, so that it can at least lighten the hit when it happens. So let's recap. Number one, we do not click any links in any text messages or emails that appear to look like your financial institution. When you click the link, you open yourself up to them taking data out of your device. Number two, we are going to add a security password or a PIN to authenticate our identity when we call into the financial institutions to verify our information and to make changes. Number three, we're going to set up notifications on all of our accounts of value. Notifications on any transactions that are worth more than a dollar or more than a point. And guys, at the end of the day, when you have these things in place, I'm not going to say it won't happen to you, but if it does, you will be notified immediately and hopefully you've taken some notes on this entire episode so that if it happens to you, you'll know exactly what to do to make sure you recover those losses. So with that being said, guys, I look forward to helping you live life on your own terms. Bye, guys. Take a look at what you see, what I become. It ain't hard to tell. Young legend, I'm an icon.